Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, congratulations to Mike Brown, the unanimous coach of the year. That's never happened before in the history of the NBA. That's pretty unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, and well-deserved for uh, the coach of the Kings. How are you today? How are you? Game three tomorrow, the NBA. Good job. Suspending Draymond Green. I said that on my rant yesterday. I have not listened to any Bay Area radio, but I'm getting a lot of comments. And I was doing the show with Jerry and Ryan on YouTube a little while ago about the, the... They don't think that Draymond Green should be suspended? Based on what? Based on what? Based on what? I mean, how can you objectively look at the history of Draymond Green stomping on Sabonis and inciting the crowd, and you honestly think he shouldn't be suspended? the hell's wrong with everybody i mean it's one thing being a fan and i get that you know you pull for your team i understand that but how about a little objectivity how about a little common sense i mean it would have been an outrage had green not been suspended and it happens every year and it will happen again probably uh in game four i mean he's just he's a lunatic there's no other way to say it he's a lunatic and if the warriors do not get past the kings down to love Draymond Green will not be on the Warriors next year. I think you can take that to the bank. I, I don't know how they put up with that guy. I really don't. You know, I, I get the fact that he's helped them win championships, and that's the bottom line. But, you know, at some point, enough is enough. At some point, enough is enough. All right, so tomorrow, Sabonis is questionable with uh, a Bruce Sternum, and we'll see if he can go. I, I would say he will. But, again, the Kings do have a two-games-to-none lead uh, in this best-of-seven series. So, yeah, you know, I'm looking for Sacramento to come out of the gate on fire tomorrow. They got to be very confident. I think they 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 got to feel very good about where they stand right now and how they have played in the first two games. So I need a leadoff person. Who's going to be my leadoff man or woman today on this show? We get it rolling on this Wednesday. Tomorrow, Ryan and I will be at Soul Street Midtown. Soul Street Midtown. We'll do the pregame, halftime, and postgame from there for our watch party. So come and see us. It was fabulous down there on Monday, and I'm expecting a repeat watch party tomorrow. Again, Soul Street, Midtown, on the corner of uh, L and 16. All right, come see us. All right, let's get to uh, Connor. Connor, you'll start us off today. How are you, buddy? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. 
Yeah, so I wanted to start with a couple things on the MLB. Did you see what happened with Max Scherzer today in that whole situation? I did not. I have literally been running around, and I have not even looked at any of the baseball scores. I know today's getaway day, and there are a lot of games going on, but tell me what happened. So Max Scherzer was ejected for apparently having rosin on his glove, and he just went absolutely insane on the umpire. So I'm watching it right now. Crazy scene. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Oh, wow. Boy, he sure did, huh? Man, the 5-3 win against the Dodgers, the umpires repeatedly checked his glove for a sticky substance. Wow. And uh, Buck Showalter said it was for rosin on his glove, but I'm looking at the video right now. He went crazy. Wow. How about that? Yeah, pretty crazy. And the substance abuse and stuff with pitchers and stuff, you don't usually think they would get caught, especially a guy of his caliber and stuff. It's You wouldn't think that he would need stuff like that to up his game. Well, they said they violated the rule on uh, sticky substances. And guess what? He faces an automatic 10-game suspension, which, by the way, can be appealed. So it can be appealed. Yeah, wow. it's interesting. And then some of the old news, this is the same thing every year. Giancarlo Stan out four to six weeks. It just I'm uh, so done with him. pisses me off. I'm just, well, you know, honestly – Nothing surprises me with the Yankees and their injuries. And I, I'm just telling you, this Connor, they're not going anywhere in October. They're just not. It's the same team, Brian Cashman, same deal. They're just not going to win in October. And, they, you know, again, I'm so done with these guys getting hurt all the time. It's, it's freaking baseball. It's not hockey. It's not football. It's baseball. How hard is that to stay healthy in baseball? When what does the guy do? All he does is bat. He doesn't have to go out and field most of the time. It's a joke. It's an absolute disgrace. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Judge, he continues to do his thing. He already has a two-run homer, and he robbed Shohei Otani's home run already today in this game. But it doesn't seem like anybody else can stay on the field and produce. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Seriously, unbelievable. really is. Unbelievable. Yeah, and then switching to the NHL, did you see that guy who had his – I think it was his face sliced open by a skate? That was yeah. a really scary scene. Got over 75 stitches and then came back into the game. Yeah, I mean, that just shows you how different the NHL players are. I mean, they're just different specimens than, like, per se, NBA yep. players that are so soft. Yep, and how about the top two seeds in the West, Edmonton and Vegas, both losing in game one. You know, home ice, I've said this before and I'll say it again, home ice means absolutely nothing in hockey. It's a non-factor. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter where you're playing. It's a non-issue. And, you know, Edmonton and the uh, Vegas Knights getting a rude awakening in game one. Yeah, do you think that tonight's game for Edmonton is must win or just because you said no. that home ice doesn't matter so they could take two on the road? Doesn't matter. Home ice doesn't mean anything. Uh, I think Edmonton will win tonight, but is it a must win? No. Maybe for their psyche, but no. They could easily go to L.A. and win two games. Easily. Yeah, and then Connor McDavid was kind of a non-factor in game one, so he needs to show up, and I'm pretty certain that he will because he doesn't usually go multiple games in a row. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch that game. How was Dreisaitl? Did he do anything? Yeah, I think he had a, a goal and an assist, I believe. And, I mean, he was really good, but they didn't get much else from anywhere. Yeah, well, tonight, I mean, I expect the uh, Oilers to beat the Kings tonight. They're too good. I'd be surprised, you know, if they lose both games on their home ice. And I'd be really surprised if Vegas loses both of their games, not only because they're on home ice, 
just because, you know, they're better teams than the teams they're playing. Now, Connor, I don't know how long you've followed hockey, but there's a very, very fine line between the number one seed and the eighth seed. It's not like basketball. There really is not that big of a difference between a team like Vegas and a team like Winnipeg or a team like Edmonton and a team like the LA Kings. Very little difference. They're, they're just, it's the reality. There's a very, very thin margin of error. And the difference between uh, the top team and the team that just barely qualifies, like Winnipeg, they barely got in. It's minuscule. It is not that big of a difference. Yeah, that's a good point. And then switching to the NBA, Mike Brown not only winning coach of the year, but the first unanimous coach of the year. I mean, what a what a feat that is for him. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty amazing. By the way, speaking of NBA, uh, game two going on in Memphis and the Grizzlies lead the Lakers uh, 33 to 21 as we speak. But yeah, that's that's saying something, isn't it? That's saying something. Yeah, it is. And then the last thing I have for you, I kind of saw this and I thought it was an interesting take. I'm not sure with the Draymond suspension that it would really work now, but I saw someone say maybe you start Davion Mitchell over Keegan Murray because of what Mitchell's done on defense on Steph Curry and that Keegan's been a non-factor. I know that you're winning and there's no re real reason to change it, but with how good Davion Mitchell's been, yeah. you could push Murray to the bench and have Kevin yeah. Herter play the three, Barnes play the four, and maybe that would yeah, you could. work well. You could. Hey, I'm going to say something that might open up some eyes and might be alarming. I wonder how Kendrick Perkins feels about Mike Brown being the unanimous, the only unanimous coach to ever win, uh, you know, get all the votes for coach of the year. This is the same guy uh, that because of the most of the voting media being white, okay, which he said that they side with Nikola Jokic. Well, if that's the case, why did Mike Brown get every single vote and no votes for anyone else? You think Kendrick Perkins is going to talk on that or is he just going to ignore that? Yeah, it's a joke. I really try to avoid listening to any of these national media people anymore. We saw J.J. Reddick go on ESPN and cry about the Kings being favorable with the refs again. The second oh, my guy God. Now Did he really? Uh, stop it. Stop it already. Did J.J. Reddick really say that? Yeah, he went on a whole tirade saying oh. how the Warriors should deserve better and they're getting screwed out of the game. It's just embarrassing. Oh, my God. These are the people we're listening to. Oh, are you, I, you know what? And that's why I'm so happy I don't watch ESPN. I'll tell you, the only time I watch ESPN, I watched the hockey game last night. I watched Vegas and Winnipeg on ESPN too. And I will watch if I'm, if I'm uh, on a Wednesday, if I'm home and first take is on with my, one of my best friends, Chris Russo, I'll watch that. That's the only time I don't watch. I have not watched one NBA show on ESPN in years. In years, you're really you're telling me honestly. JJ Reddick said that. Are you what kind of like? Where do these people come up with these reasonings? I, I don't understand that. How the hell can you watch the game and think that the Warriors are getting screwed by the refs? I don't understand that. Yeah, it's just laughable with everything they've said. When everybody just laughed at the Kings for the Sabonis trade, and then laughed at the Kings for hiring Mike yep. Brown, and each time it yep. seems to blow up in their face. So yeah, you think anybody wants to come out and admit how wrong they were? when the Kings traded Halliburton and Heald for Sabonis and the Kings got raked over the coals. Same thing when Jerry Reynolds traded Billy Owens for Mitch Richmond. Jerry got killed for that trade, particularly by the Bay Area media. You think anybody ever came out and admitted that they were wrong? And listen, I don't have a problem with people being wrong. I'm wrong. I picked the Warriors to win one of the first two games. I, I, I'm wrong. We're all wrong. I mean, it's called being a sports fan. But when you are not able to admit when you're wrong, 
I mean, that's embarrassing. It's just absolutely embarrassing. And for J.J. Reddick to make comments like that, shame on him. That's disgraceful. That's disgraceful. Yeah, at this point, the Kings are up 2-0 on the defending champs, so they can let their play do the talking and let everyone say whatever they want. That's correct. 100% correct. What, what a joke. Seriously. I mean, it's it, that's embarrassing. I didn't even know that. Thanks for pointing that out to me, J.J. Reddick. Good Lord. What the hell is he talking about? Yeah, that's all I got today. Go Kings and Oilers. All right, Connor, you take care. Bye-bye. That's unbelievable to me. It really is. All right, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. 39-28, the Grizzlies, early second over the Lakers. Thank goodness Ian Eagle's doing that game again. I mean, thank goodness he did the game the other night with the Kings. The guy's great. You know, I wish he did all the Kings games. Seriously. He's so good. He is so good. All right. Again, uh, NBA Heat and Bucks coming up in about 45 minutes. And then the Timberwolves and the Nuggets at 7 o'clock. All right. Let's get to some more phone calls right here on a busy Wednesday, which, you know, is open forum Wednesday. Just want to let you know we can go in any direction you want. Amy, how are you today? I'm good, Grant. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Hey, it was really nice meeting you at Bennett's on Saturday night. Had a great yes. time, great watch party. Um, I Thank just you. wanted to share with you kind of something kind of interesting that just came out. I guess uh, Kevin Looney says that uh, DeMontis Bonus' style of play is, quote, pretty normal. Not quite sure how that's going to go in the uh, Warriors well, locker room. You know, I would think that the Warriors right now uh, need to be worrying about themselves and you know, not making the types of comments that they're making. I mean, I know they're the defending champs, and I get that. But, I mean, really? That's what we're dealing with now? Yeah. Yeah. So wow. it's just, you know, it's, uh, it's it's amazing. I think somebody said on your uh, on Listen app yesterday about how all of the people on Twitter are so blaming Sabonis for what happened. And it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know how, and I mean this, I don't know how anyone can possibly side with Draymond Green on this. And I mean that. I just don't get that. I, I don't understand how anybody can look at that objectively and say that Draymond Green should not have been suspended. I don't understand that. Yeah. Well, I think, you know what I think is really interesting? What I think is really interesting is when you actually read the uh, statement made by the NBA, they do not mention anything about him standing on the chair and egging on the crowd. Not a thing. I know, Not, which is very surprising to me. Yeah, and I would have, you know, like you were talking about with the history and whatnot, I think that that probably would have shut some people up. It's unbelievable. I, again, I, I do not understand how anyone can defend Draymond Green. I just don't. I do not understand how anybody can defend this man. No, I totally agree. Well, anyways, thanks for uh, letting me chime in. Have a great evening. I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. Thank you. You take care. Bye-bye. Good stuff from uh, Amy. And uh, we are going to now move along to Zach. Hello, Zach. Hey, I just want to give my thoughts on the whole Draymond situation. Yeah. So I was I had to listen to your show um, recorded. I should have been like, couldn't listen live. But I heard Ryan, your buddy Ryan, say that, that Steve Kerr was saying that he never even saw the whole incident. Yes. Like that, I mean, unless he had like a blindfold on and earplugs, 
I know. But so, so I would write. I, I know. Like, I, I'm with you. I don't understand that. I just do not understand that. So where I'm going with this is like, you know, obviously, from what I heard in the press conference, Steve Kerr didn't even condemn Green's actions. And I think it has to be like an organizational problem. Like this team is almost like this organization, like whether it's Kerr to Bob Myers to Joe Lacob. It just seems like, you know, tell me if this sounds correct. It just seems like they're losing accountability of their players. Does that sound accurate or valid? I, I do not understand how anyone can possibly defend Raymond Green. Now, I understand in the middle of a playoff series, you may not get the coach to come down on one of their players. I'm aware of that. But, you know, you didn't see what happened. I mean, how could you not see what happened? They replayed it on the big screen, according to uh, Dorian, Dorian, who was at the game. You know, I mean, I mean, I just I find that hard to believe. I really do. I mean, it's just it's a joke. And like, I know, like, especially like this season specifically, like back in the day up until like the KD signing in Golden State, I actually used to be a Warrior fan. But ever since that, I just couldn't root for that team anymore. But specifically like this year, like I've just lost respect for Kerr. That's just the way he does his whole rest on the road, you know, with the stars. And it's like there was like four or five games, you know. So if you added, you know, four or five, they could have won, you know, 48, 49 games. And so it's like it's almost okay. Does this sound kind of crazy? But it's almost like Steve Kerr is kind of just losing like his team in a way of like holding them accountable. Because like Mike Brown, you know, I would say it's pretty uh, fair to say that he's held his team very well accountable this whole season. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. And, you know, I mean, I think behind the walls, the the Warriors and the front office just have to be so done with Draymond Green that they've got to – he's got to wear them out. It's it's just awful. I mean, like, really. I be, if, I was a, if I was a Warrior fan, I would be sick of Draymond Green. I would not want Draymond Green on my team anymore. I mean, I know he's a big part of that organization as far as, like, his vocal leadership. But it sounds like – now it's just it's becoming too much. It's becoming a cancer for that organization. Almost like I'm not going to go to the severity of like Demarcus Cousins back at Sacramento, but it just seems like he's starting to become a headache to that team. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, think about training camp, the sucker punch of Jordan Poole, and you know here we are in April, and you know the thing with Draymond is it's always something. You know, it's not like. Well, gee, it's 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 never going to happen again. It's always something with him. You always have to know what's next. There's always a what's next with him. Always. It's never like, well, it's all done. He learned his lesson. No, it's always a what's next. And if I think if I heard your you on the uh, your podcast, not the podcast, the listen live, yeah, listen app from the Spotify. Um, did you say that you wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, Draymond and Clay not a warrior next year? Yeah, I would be. I wouldn't surprise me at all. So I could see both of them not being on the Warriors. Do they both have expiring contracts? Um, Green, uh, Clay wants a max deal. I'd have to look at Draymond's deal off the top of my head. I can't remember, but I, I don't see either of them being on the Warriors next year. So I mean, if you bring those two players up, I don't think the Warriors are really a playoff team next year. Next year, you mean? Yeah, is that year. what you're saying? Well, you know, or is we don't know what. Much, yeah, but but, but we don't know what they would add. I mean, yeah, we don't. Hard to you, determine. you know, I, yeah, I get that. Um, I, it's it's worth discussing 
I think if, if well, listen, I don't think Draymond Green is going to be on the Warriors no matter what. I could see Clay Thompson being on the Warriors. So, yes, uh, Draymond is an unrestricted free agent. He's in the last year of his deal. Gotcha. I mean, like, in, if I'm just looking at this, like, this series and an anonymous fan, I mean, obviously I'm a Kings fan, but, like, I would honestly have to start giving the edge to Sacramento now that Draymond's out for a game three. Like, I, of course, Sacramento has a legitimate chance going 3 0 right now. Of course they do. I mean, they're up 2 0, so of course they have a legitimate chance. I mean, you know, I, I know the Warriors don't, but, in, and I think without Draymond Green, I don't, I mean, if you're looking at this, you know, you could not have the table set any better, could you? No, I mean, I don't think so. It's like looking very good for them. Yeah. So yeah, both Draymond and uh, Clay's uh, deals. Uh, let's see, Clay is under one more year next year at forty-three million, is what his deal is. Gotcha. And I just I'm starting to bring this up, but I saw that Stephen A says that Draymond Green should not be suspended. Well, I think Stephen A is delusional. <laughs> yep. That's all I got, Grant. Thank, Thank you, Zach. Bye bye. We get to some more phone calls, and we bring Joe in. Hello, Joe, on this open forum Wednesday. How are you today? Good, Grant. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go right ahead, Joe. All right. Uh, FYI, I'm walking outside. It's really windy, so there might be some noise bleeding no with problem. the wind here. Hey, Grant, got a question for you. Saw that uh, down the valley epicness that you posted on Sunday? Yes. Uh, yes. I'll be honest with you. I had a real change of heart with the Maloose hearing from George and everything that they mm -hmm. did, how they – Put that clause in the contract that yep uh sacramento could retain the team if they put a uh uh buyers together so very uh yes. surprised that um quick question uh i know the i know the documentary cover i'm curious how took back joe i just lost you and joe, last couple joe you just broke up go ahead repeat your question about the documentary is what because you yeah, i lost you there for a couple of seconds go ahead Sorry about that. Uh, how come George was the speak, the talking head well, of the Maloofs? Because at any press I'll conference tell you and everything, and Joe and Gavin took because a Because after the uh, scene at the All-Star game in Orlando where Gavin broke down and got all emotional, from that point forward, George became the point man. And George is less emotional than Joe and Gavin. And George really is the brains of the family. And uh, okay. they wanted him, and especially with Joe and Gavin being so close to Sacramento, their strategy was let's have George do it. You know, he's a, he's a very bright more guy, level -headed. more level-headed, and okay. he's not in Sacramento. He's in Vegas, and they just thought that would be a better strategy. Gotcha. Okay. I I, I thought that way, but I just wanted to hear hear someone say it out loud, essentially. Um, and then with the rail yards, uh, so that deal broke down. Was that just because there wasn't an official deal in set, or were the Maloose no, being asked for no, more it, than it, they wanted it, to get? It went to a vote, uh, measures Q&R, and it failed. Uh, and oh, it failed that's right. Because, I do uh, it, yeah, right. I'm yeah. sorry. I do remember that. that no, no problem. Ago, man. Just, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, on a, on a scale of one um, to ten, also, on a scale, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry about that. No, I was going to say, did the uh, documentary meet your expectations? Did you think it was great? Good. How do you look at it? It wasn't great. It was excellent. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, fantastically done. Uh, I love that little tidbit in the end where George. Uh, Pulls up, rolls up his sleeve and shows his bicep, shows that Sacramento Kings logo. I was like, ah, oh, damn, yep. that's 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 pretty cool. Um, yep. I was pretty aware of how much work Kevin Johnson's putting in. Uh, I guess 
you know, if I were to critique it, kind of wish uh, Carmichael Day was there with his tour that he's doing across the country with his RV. Uh, little mention on that would have been cool, I think. Uh, well, there's another Carmichael documentary. Was... There's, an, there's another documentary out there called Playing the Wind that was done locally, and that's all on the tour. So I, you know, you can't include everything in the 30 for 30. It yeah. would have been nice to make, but, but, that, but Jason Hare, the director, just decided to, you know, go in a different direction with that. But yeah, that's, that's fair. And then um, the owner of the, uh, the Miami Heat is Mickey. I'm sorry. Mickey Harrison. How come Mickey he was selected as Mickey Harrison? Thank you. How come he was selected as a talking point? Was he just open to doing the. Well, Mickey, Mickey Harrison is one of the top owners in the NBA, and he was probably yeah. willing to talk. A lot of the other owners may not have been willing to talk. Mickey was on the relocation committee. And, okay. you know, not every owner is going to agree to talk on a 30 for 30, and Mickey Harrison did. So, you know, <laughs> that's well, fair. that's true. You know, you have to you have to look at it that way. Cool. And then obviously pretty standard. Draymond Green gets suspended. What a shocker. I know. Um, uh, I was scrolling through Twitter. I saw a PTI clip from Mike Wilbon while I was looking for your link today. And he brought yeah. up an interesting take. He was so Mike Wilbon, he was like, uh, he's like, I honestly don't think Draymond should have been suspended. But then he saw that Joe Dumar signed off on this. And Joe Dumars, I guess, right. in his words, was one of the most respected league uh, officials or league representatives the last 15 to 20 years. So for Joe Dumars to put his name out there like that and stand by it. I guess that carries a little bit more weight in uh, naysayers' opinion of Draymond not being suspended. That's interesting. I haven't really thought of it that way. I mean, uh, I, I just, again, I don't know how, if you're using common sense here, common sense told me that Draymond Green was going to get suspended. I, I agree. Unfortunately, Grant, we don't use enough reason and logic nowadays. So, uh, that <laughs> <over>. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Joe? That is, that is very true, Joe. You are 100% correct. Logic Last and point. common sense have gone out the window. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Last point, uh, Draymond and Mike Kornheiser, uh, Tony Kornheiser, I'm sorry, they both kind of agreed, like, yeah, the league is just sick of this BS with Draymond Green. And, you know, in a sense, uh, it looks like the league may have been sending a message out to the five to seven other, quote unquote, instigators that are still in the playoffs that might want to pull some shenanigans like Draymond does. Mm. Thanks for the call, Joe. Maybe. I really appreciate it. Yeah, sure thing, Grant. Appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. If you want to get in on the program today, uh, just raise your hand uh, and we will do it. All right. Open Forum Wednesday. You can talk about anything today. We're happy to do that. And we're happy to talk about the Kings up to love. How about that? The Kings are up two games to love and there's no Draymond Green tomorrow. No Draymond Green. What a disgrace. Seriously. What an absolute disgrace. I, I don't know what else to say. What a joke. And it's a shame because he's really a good player, but he can't help himself. He can't help himself. And I, for one, think that the NBA made the right decision on Draymond Green. All right, let's get to Jeff. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing good, Grant. And you? I'm well, thank you. What can I do for you? Well, speaking of this Draymond Green thing, you know, if he had any remorse at all in the way he, he not only did he step on Sabonis, he stomped on him. Yes. He would have stopped. He knew what he did. He would have stopped. You know, you've you've seen what other players have turned around and helped the guy up off the floor or did something. He showed no remorse at all. He, you know, he knew he knew damn well what he did and. He came down. If you watch that in slow motion, you can see him yep. just driving his foot into him. And he's lucky yep. he didn't break his ribs. You know, no kidding. 
it's just pathetic, like you're saying. And then it is pathetic. Then, then to go on and say, "Oh, I had to step. I had to step. I had to step somewhere. I, I I'm I'm not that. Uh, what do you say? He's not that flexible to step over him. He had to step somewhere. That's what he said. Draymond Green. He's delusional. I don't know what else to say. The guy's delusional. Right. Did, and also, did you already talk about uh, uh, Darren Fox winning Clutch Player of the Year? Uh, I didn't mention that yet. No, uh, I think maybe we talked about it yesterday, uh, but we haven't mentioned it today. Right, right. Yeah, that, I guess that's the first time it's ever been awarded out. But uh, what, what's that about the last five minutes of the game? And the game has to be within... Uh, five points. Is that your understanding? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. I haven't paid attention to it. I don't pay attention to gimmicky uh, things. I I pay attention to uh, a whole year. I I pay attention to the first quarter as long as the fourth quarter. I know the guy was exceptional, and I'm happy for him. But I don't I don't pay attention to that type of stuff in terms of how you get it, how you don't get it. All I know is he was really really good and won a lot of games for Sacramento this year. Right. Well, the way I interpret it and. And you know we all we all been waiting for Fox to take the next level of becoming a superstar. And uh, I've heard you say in the past, it's someone who can just take over a game, and you know, and rely on someone to take over a game. He's I think he's getting close to that point. I mean, I think he is too, Jeff. I think he is too. I think you're spot on. And you know, and all you know, that award probably doesn't mean that much, but it does mean to me that. You know, if, if push comes to shove, you can rely on this guy now. Whereas two, three years ago, we could. And something has just changed in him in the last, uh, this season, last half of that, when Sabonis came over. Yep. Some, internally, has, I don't know if he got married, he's grown up, he's mature. Well, he had a kid. You know, he had yeah. a, you know they, have, they have a baby. And I think Sabonis has uh, been a tremendous uh uh, attribute for him and there are a lot of factors that go into it but you know the, the bottom line here is you know uh he's he's largely responsible not solely but largely responsible for the kings to being up in this position two games to none so if they do take this series would and or do we have to wait another full season or so to start saying he is you know he does deserve his max contract and he is a super well, he, he deserves his max contract now. He proved it this year. Up until this year, no. But this year, yeah, he deserves his max contract. Absolutely. Okay. 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 So I'm just waiting. You know, we. I just want the Kings to have the superstar. You know, we've always had the great yep. player. You know, Weber was on the verge of greatness. He wasn't a superstar. But I just right. want well, – I just want – Everybody, you know, maybe it'll start bringing some more all-stars to the team in free agency or something, and they can, you know, go on to be a, a better team. Yeah. Well, I tell you this, Jeff. The Kings right now are the talk of the NBA, and if they beat the defending champs, okay, that is – can you imagine if, if, if they win two more games, can you imagine what the next series is going to be like, especially, especially if they play the Lakers? Oh my God! Oh, I, I can't even. Right? The, the Lakers make me want to throw up. I mean, I, and we got to get. I mean, the animosity and the the bad the bad uh, memories of the Lakers will come back, and uh, I hope they don't haunt us. But I mean, just to get over those two humps 
would be astronomical. Yep. yep. Thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. All right. Take it easy. Thanks for doing your parties. Oh, and stuff. My pleasure. Thank you very much for calling the program. Eli, we'll get to you on this open forum Wednesday. Hello, Eli. Hey, Grant. How's it going? I'm good, buddy. How are you today? Good. So you've mentioned you think Sabonis will play in the next game, correct? I just go by his character and his toughness. And, right. you know, if he can breathe and walk and run, he'll play. But I mean, I've, yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So I, I'm just guessing. Yeah, I, I was just curious because um, I was looking up, you know, sternum contusions, and obviously they they can be concerning. But I, I do agree that Sabonis, you know, he's tough, and he if he can tough it out, he will. But yeah, I was just yeah. curious if you knew anything else beyond that. So um, I hope your, your <coughs> instinct is correct. Um, and otherwise, so yeah, good stuff with uh, Mike Brown getting coach of the year and De'Aaron Fox getting the clutch player of the year. You know, I thought it was funny. We were talking about the, um, you know, the trade that happened a year ago and how we got Sabonis for Halliburton. Right. A lot of the national media was wrong. It's kind of funny because a lot of us got it wrong, too. A lot of us prefer sure. the time that Fox would have uh, been the guy traded instead of Halliburton. So, yeah. How about you know, that? that? It, that's yeah. pretty You know what? That's a great point. I mean, can you imagine? You go back, Eli... So last February, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not speaking for all the Kings fans, but don't you feel the general consensus was the fans wished that Halliburton had stayed and Fox had gone? Yeah, I think that a lot of us thought that, um, the majority, and that, certainly I think that's the case. I know I, I was probably in the minority that even wanted the trade to go through at all. A lot of people just wanted yep. really wanted Halliburton. So, uh-huh. you know, it's good to be right once in a while. <laughs> um, but um, I had a few other questions for you, Grant. So yeah, go actually, ahead. The one other thing I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you've mentioned this at all, but did you know that the Warriors have not been down 2-0 in any series with this uh, current yes. roster? That's pretty yes. crazy. And I know. And did, before game two, they were 30-10 and 10 in the playoffs after a loss. And now they are down 0-2. And they've also, I don't know if you know this, uh, the Warriors have always won at least one road game in every series they've played with Steve Kerr as the coach. Wow, yeah, I think I did remember hearing that. So that that's crazy. Yep. So really, this dynasty could, if, I mean, if the Kings win this series, this dynasty could end, especially if those two key players don't come back next yep. year. Wow. No question. Absolutely. So game three is huge. It really all comes down to game three. If they win game three, then they basically have the series. I hope that happens. I think so. Yep. Um, Thanks, Eli. Well, yeah, go right. ahead. Oh, I, I was just, I had one other quick question for you about the, the 30 for 30. Do you know, um, do you ever keep in contact with either Kevin Johnson or the Maloofs, or do you know what they're up to today? Uh, I haven't heard from Kevin Johnson. I do occasionally uh, have interaction with the Maloofs, although it's maybe once or twice a year. I mean, the Maloofs are still in Vegas, and you know, I'm not sure what their business uh, dealings are right now, but, you know, I do know they're still in Vegas. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Grant. Eli, enjoy the rest of your day. And again, thanks very much for uh, stopping by at Soul Street the other night. It was great having yeah. you there. And also, it was great, seeing well. you, great seeing you at Bennett's. All right, good. Come on down there. Thanks, Eli. All right. See you. Yeah, don't forget, uh, Ryan and I are going to be at Soul Street Midtown tomorrow, pregame, halftime, and postgame. I'll also be doing this show on Listen App. All right. So, Listen App. And if you missed the show that I did about an hour and a half ago with Jerry Reynolds, that is available on YouTube, so you can go to, uh, if you don't like that, with Grant Napier. Ryan joined me as well, so you can go watch the show that I did uh, this afternoon at 4 o'clock. And then tomorrow, Ryan and I will be uh, at Soul Street Midtown. Looking forward to that. All right, Open Forum Wednesday. If you want to get in on uh, any other subject before we wrap it up, then now is your time to do it, all right? Because we got a busy day tomorrow. 
and I'm pumped up like everyone else. Game three, seven o'clock tip off in San Francisco for the Kings and the Warriors. No Draymond Green. The head case has been suspended by the NBA, rightfully so. And now, all right, now we'll see if the Kings can take advantage of a Warriors team with no Draymond Green and, of course, Sacramento. We still don't know about Sabonis. He is officially listed as questionable. Make it a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Listen Up. Bye-bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.